Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast where Three bearded filled ones. Watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is is Luke Condon Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. And our semi regular co host, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, guys. He's he's semi, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Got a roaring 80% of the day. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> uh, have you guys got drinks? You got refreshments? Yeah. I've got, a big, I've got a big old cafetiere. Look like Jesus that. Christ. You're like you're about to detonate some local gold mine. <laughs> I'm about to detonate some coffee into my sock. Look at it uh, with a matching unicorn mug. Nice. So I, was, I wanted a big one, and it was the only, it's the only one that looked big enough. Yeah. So there we go. It's got a little horn on it. A little golden horn. Oh, Who knows where that's going to go? Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to do the plunge live. Ooh. Satisfying. I hope you get some ASMR yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of ASMR. <laughs> now pour the coffee. I will. <laughs> so, uh, before we get started, I just want to say uh, one of our top listeners, Laura, got in touch to say uh, Congo is not a horror movie. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So well, that's, what, well, that's what I think. What do you guys do? You guys think it is? I can't remember. In my mind, it's uh, in my memory. It's horrible. But I did watch it when I was like ten or something. So, and I was a little scaredy yeah. boy. All I've got to say to you, Laura, is you're, you're entitled <laughs> to your opinion. And I respect you for it. Um, but um, <laughs> I think after we've talked Alien Resurrection today, maybe we'll come back and yeah. consider if if Congo is is a remake. Yeah, is a, maybe... a remake is a horror film. Maybe we should put it out there and see what the general consensus is. Congo or Umbongo? Is it horror or is it? Or is it? That's that's why they're so angry in in Congo. That's what's wrong with those gorillas. Spoilers for Congo. Anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's the lack of Umbongo that sends them to Lally. Also, I don't. I don't. I think Laura's in the US, so Umbongo is like a a soft drink that we have in England. I don't know if they have it's it. A fru- it's like a fruity juice box. Called Umbongo. Um, yeah. Umbongo. Probably none of us have drank it since we were probably 10 years old, right? Even younger. I remember it being but good, though. It's nice. Tell you what, I will, I'll, Garrett, I'll put it out there right now if we can get consensus to to do Congo. 
I will get on Bongo live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bongo to live on the vodka, show. Vodka and Bongo for that as the drink of the show wow. for the week. Yeah. Oh, that, that could potentially be pretty mm. good. Rum and Bongo. Yeah, yeah Rum and Bongo, that sounds good. Right, sounds we'll all bring like... an Bongo cocktail. Umcongo, we'll see how we do. She's also asked, um, when are we doing Silence of the Lambs and Hellraiser? I think Silence of the Lambs is on the list of this mm. new list. Hellraiser, we will do it. We've got to do it at some point. We keep saying yeah. we'll do it. I think, well, we'll do it soon. I'm yeah. sure. That's what it's one one glaring omission from from the lists that we've been tackling. So yeah. it'd be ni- it would be nice to do it. And Silence, I watched Silence of the Lambs recently, and you know, it's good. It's good shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, you said you wanted to do some news. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought, I thought maybe we'd do some horror news bits at the start of the podcast just to kick things off nicely. Discuss some stuff and tings. Uh, and the first thing is that um, there is going to be a reimagining of Hellraiser, apparently. Written by uh, David S. Goyer, who wrote The Dark Knight, which is yeah, interesting. Hasn't he written lots of stuff? But to the point yeah. where it's like you can't just say he wrote The Dark Knight. It's like he writes yeah. shitloads of stuff. Like some good, some bad, but he occasionally comes out with The Dark Knight. Yeah, so I think the main thing we're thinking that he's good at is the fact that he wrote Blade 2, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. He did also write Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, apparently. We did that more recently as well. Yeah, isn't that weird to go from those two Batman films to to Batman vs. Superman? A lot of studio stuff going on, though, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So apparently he's penning it, or he might be penciling it. You know, We don't know what he uses. He might be keyboarding it. Who's to say? But how does everybody feel about a new... Because there was a, a sort of direct-to-video version, wasn't there, recently? I say direct-to-video, but you know what I mean. Like, a... Well, there's been... <clears throat> so, as Dimension Films, uh, they uh, have the rights to it, and they keep pumping out one every three years or so, basically, to hold on to the license for it. Um, <sighs> so they're not putting any sort of money into it. Uh, and I don't think there's too much in the way of effort going into it. I don't want to say for sure, because I haven't seen them. Some uh, people but, are grafted. They're doing fourteen-hour days. But it doesn't seem to be as much love as uh, um, no. from a financial standard. Uh, so they, they keep sort of rolling this over. Uh, I think everyone's kind of been waiting for them to just either let it go to, to a different company who's obviously going to sort of try and like give it to Blumhouse or someone who's obviously going to put yeah. some money into it and uh, do something with it. Uh, Clyde Barker, um, I think he's just they're going to do a Nightbreed TV show at some point soon. There's, I think there's more Clyde Barker type stuff happening again soon. So it feels like we're about due for like a yeah. Well, whenever the, whenever the last one came out, like what a year ago, I didn't see it. I heard it was awful. Um, I think it almost got initially when it was announced, it almost got framed as being like a new sort of reimagining something that was going to be an update, and then suddenly it was just released, and it was like, oh, it's just another one of those straight to you know come out on the quiet. It's like the Lamb Before yeah. Time Eight. Straight yeah, up, yeah. Yeah, sneaks under the radar. I'll tell you what, the Land Before Time Eight is great. It's probably the best one. All right. Um, <laughs> they so, yeah, sleep once, on that franchise. One thing that I've heard about the the new Hellraiser was, uh, you know how so people always do the puzzle box, and then like a, a room to hell, like a hole in the wall opens up, and and they walk through from hell. Apparently, there's a guy. There's a scene of a guy solving the thing, uh, and it shows you Pinhead in the other room, sort of waiting around for the guy to. Uh, Finish the box before he can make it. Exactly, yeah. He's dead bored. If you look at, right, I think it was called Hellraiser Judgment 2018. Yeah. If you look on IMDb and look at the poster, 
the Hellraiser poster for Hellraiser's Judgment. It looks like Robin Williams in Bicentennial Man. <laughs> it doesn't look like Pinhead at all. It looks, <laughs> like Robin, it looks like Robin Williams in Bicentennial Man. What's going on? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. There he is. It's like <laughs> DIY Bicentennial Man. <laughs> What's going on there? Very strange. But for someone who's like, so, I mean, it's, a, it's weird to think that, I mean, it's 4.3 on IMDb. So again, it was another shit house. Um, but yeah, be, it would be nice to get something with a bigger budget, with a with a bigger name directing it. You know, yeah. someone who can really give us a really good good reimagining. I'd like that, Luke and Andy. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, Do you think, like with the resurrection of things like the Candyman and so on, that that'll oh, yeah. really yeah. get them to invest in it a bit more? Because you can see that you can bring back these old things that haven't been huge since the eighties and uh, and push it a bit, or. I yeah. think there'll be a resurgence of Mr. Barker at some point soon. I can imagine them doing a really solid Books of Blood TV anthology show. That mm. th- th- there's what six volumes of like short stories. Some of them are so good, and obviously they, they make films out of them quite a lot as well. But they haven't done all of them. There's quite a few that are just maybe a bit too weird to sort of advertise as a film in itself or whatever. But they should definitely do something with. I'd like to see more Clive Barker. I'd like to see more good. Financially backed Clive Barker films. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good. Yes. Okay. Um, moving on. There's a trailer for a film called Crawl. Don't know if anybody saw that. I did. Did you see it? Crawl. Alex, Alex Aha, right? Yeah, that's right. And Aja uh, produced. Or Aha. Aja. Director Aja. <laughs> Alexandra Aja. And uh, is it produced by Sam Raimi as well? He's involved somehow. Oh, cool. He's assigned he's yeah. his, his name to it. So it looks like a good sort of like creature feature, um, but also like um, a one location sort of film as well. Did anyone else get that? I mean, obviously there are other locations, but it looks like it's centered around a particular location. There's a hurricane, flooding in Florida. Um, a woman goes to, a woman goes to save her dad, and there's like alligators and that around trying to kill him. Yeah, getting all in the house like Home Alone with alligators, really. Pretty much. It reminded me of, I'm pretty sure there's a bit in the first Sharknado where the sharks get into a house and there's a flooded house. And I don't know, I mean, they've probably copied that, to be fair. Have you seen um, a film called Burning Bright? No, I don't think so. It's about, uh, there's a hurricane, except there's not a flood in, and there's a crooked stepdad who, through a scheme, traps his stepchildren in a house with a ferocious tiger during a hurricane and it's um on purpose it's, it's a world he does yeah he's a wrong one. Okay. um he's after their inheritance i think but um yeah. it's got a similar vibe to that to me for me except you know with it with an alligator it looks great i'm, I'm on board for it traps in a house with a ravenous tiger. <laughs> that was just passed me by this seems like exactly the kind oh, of it's, to watch. it's fantastic the, the the son the the younger brother is troubled as well so um that's a weird name for it, though, Burning Bright. I mean, they could have called it anything. They could have called it... Trapped with a tiger. Trapped with a tiger in a house. Because um, yeah. if you just see that written down, Burning Bright, you go, well, do I want to see that? Probably not. Trapped in a house with a tiger during a hurricane. Holy <laughs> shit, sign me up. <laughs> so, hurricane I, Tiger House. I haven't watched the trailer for Crawl, but I, I'm quite excited about it. I saw Alex Arjar said it was him returning to his roots. So if he did the Hills of Eyes remake and he did... Um, uh, Hort Tension or High Tension or Switchblade Romance, wherever you're from. Um, and I think he said it's going to be going back to that sort of more visceral uh, 
pulse pounding sort of thing that he used to do back in the day. Uh, I don't know what he's done. Oh, he did horns recently. Uh, I don't know what he's done more recent than that. Oh, did he do that? Did he? I didn't yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm quite excited about that. It should, it should be. Yeah. An interesting one. He, 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 oh, sorry. He did. <laughs> he directed it. Yeah. <laughs> so like Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> um, Hills Have Eyes he directed, didn't he? Hills yeah. Have Eyes. Yeah. I really um, liked that. Yeah. yeah that was a, that's one of the a, best horror movies. Yeah. It's a great remake. 100%. That's a good film. Um, yeah. So let's hold out some hope that this is going to be pretty badass. And the other, the other trailer is a trailer. It's not even here. So we're going to talk about anticipating a trailer for It Chapter 2, which is being released on Thursday. Very nice. Everybody excited for that? Very, very nice. So, yeah, if, very again, I'm not, I'm not going to watch the trailer because I always feel like I'm, I'm there anyway. Like I don't need to... Unless the trailer's like, completely bullshit and people are like, don't go see it because they've changed something. <laughs> don't but... go see it. Uh, Pennywise ain't a clown anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer begins with Georgie coming back and saying... Guys, I've come back from the future. You've got to come and join me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be interested uh, to see what they do with it because, I mean, the first film uh, was really good, uh, but it sort of split the novel in two. And I always found like the the adult sequences were always kind of just them remembering what they did as children. They didn't, they didn't really they didn't do too much as adults, other than remembered what they did and then go back into the sewers. Whereas the, yeah, first, yeah. the children, that's where all the, the story is. So it'd be interesting to see well, what they do. Well, hopefully they're going to expand on it. So what's it been, two years since the first chapter, 2017, is that right? <clears throat> um, yeah. So now we've got, we got um, <clears throat> actors like James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, all playing the grown-up versions of the uh, the Losers Club. So, I mean, with some pretty solid... I'm, a, I'm assuming there's going to be flashbacks to when they were young as well, right? Probably, so. yeah. I think I saw that they they said they filmed more children's stuff. So at the set when they were doing it one. So I guess there are going to be more things we haven't seen from there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Hyped for that. Same director, isn't it? Andy. Conduit Turner. <laughs> Andy yeah. Conduit Turner's directing it, yeah. Chapter Two. What's going on in it, it Chapter Two, then? Uh, not that I've left it to the last minute or anything, guys. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, Penny, Pennywise ain't a clown anymore. Pennywise yeah. is a is a crocodile, killer crocodile. Yeah. Uh, alligator in swimming around in a house. Uh, it's going to be great. Zura came outside. You can't go out. He's after the inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Is there a tiger as well? I hope so. Fingers crossed. Oh, he turns into a tiger. Um, ah, weirdly animals. enough, because of unions, um, tigers cheaper to get than clowns. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Business, business, business is booming. Right. Moving swiftly on. Stuff from the guffs. Yep. So I've got a great stuff. that I, uh, I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed this film. Have you guys ever seen something called Cheap Frills? That rings a bell, but I don't remember it. I think it's maybe a couple of years old. Um, it's just come up, come up on Shudder. It's, it's got Ethan Embry. I can't remember the other guy who ever make out his name. Uh, David Kecker and... Um, Sort of uh, a woman. I think she's quite famous for other stuff like pop singing and that uh, in the US. But so the the, the idea is um, these two guys are down the look. One's a proper scumbag. I think he's a bit of a bouncer that gets money for doing dodgy stuff. And the other guy's hardworking, uh, but he um, he's out of a job. He's got to pay rent. He's getting got an eviction notice. He's got a kid and wife and everything. 
Um, so they're at the bar, they're both drinking Asaros, and they get like they sort of get latched upon by David Kecker and his wife, and they're really well off. And they realize this guy starts flashing his cash everywhere and starts saying, Oh, if you drink, if you're down that shot, I'll give you $100 right here, right now. It starts, starts small like that, but then he starts to say increasingly sort of um, harsh things to do to make money. And it just gets more, it escalates and escalates and escalates until it gets to sort of, uh, you know, body horror sort of part, uh, elements. But it's, it just thought it was so, like, it's not like a, arty film it's not sort of going to change your life but for, the, for that hour and a half it, it really does get you and it's uh it's just a load of fun kind of super funny there's one bit where uh the guys he pays them so much money to go into the next door neighbor's house to shit in the floor <laughs> and uh, it's just it's, it's a really dark black comedy uh but then it just sort of goes to some crazy places um and it's i don't know it's just a, a really genuinely nice surprise that i hadn't heard of at all anywhere before and it just pops up and i just sort of randomly put it on and it was just a lot of fun I, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't heard about it just just go and watch it it's just i'd give it a, probably a four and a half stars out of five just for the yeah. pure very impressive pure fun of it jesus maybe i think the the sort of pure discovery element helps you know you sort of not you weren't expecting anything and you suddenly get yeah. this nice surprise <clears throat> delicious yeah, it's good it's good anything Check else it out I don't think so. I think that was the. I think I rewatched Spider Verse. Oh, was yeah. that nice? Yeah, it's it's the best Spider Man film. Yeah, ever. Yeah, even better than Spider Man Three. Yeah, have talk shit. <laughs> what about you, Andy? Andy, what about you? Forget um, me. <laughs> um, for me, um, last couple of weeks I'm still doing Resident Evil. I'm on Resident Evil Six. That's a real slog. Um, that's not such a fun one, but I'll get to seven afterwards as a nice little uh, dessert after I've eaten all my veg. Delicious. So I'll get, I'll get to that one. So we, um, are talking, we are talking games, aren't we? The game, yeah. Because I kind of forgot, how many Resident Evil films have there been? Like, Probably about six. six, right? Yeah, Jesus. there must be almost that many. But um, aside from that, um, on the game in front, I picked a Mortal Kombat 11 as well. Not horror necessarily, but very gory. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Smashing people's heads in and on that. That's uh, a jolly good time. <laughs> Smashing people's heads off. And then I uh, popped over to the cinema and watched the new the new film from the from the Conjuring verse. Um, the curse is coming out. La Llorona is that from the yeah, Conjuring? Yeah, La Llorona. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, it's only connected in so much as I think there's one minor character that's in both, and I think you maybe see you see the doll Annabelle. Uh, oh, okay. There's yeah. a, there's, Otherwise, there's it's completely a... separate. There was a, like a caretaker who was just happened to be working at a similar place. He went, "Hang on a minute." I've seen some shit like this before. Connected universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it literally almost is that, except instead of a caretaker, it's a priest, honestly. You've you've nailed it, Ben. Did you write and direct the curse of <laughs> <laughs> Under a suited up <laughs> under a pen name. Um it's it's fine. Um You guys have got the conjuring to come soon, right? So um, yeah. I'd say the mainline films in that one are always better for me, but it's perfectly serviceable. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've seen any. I've only seen the Conjuring one and two, so I've not seen any of the Adam L films. I've not seen the Nun, and I don't know how I feel about this either. I mean, I saw a sort of bit of a trailer, and I was a bit like, eh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too keen on this one. Uh, so I think they've been hit and miss. I've, Annabelle, I didn't get on with at all, but the 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 prequel, which was directed by uh, David Sandberg, who did the what's the superhero film called? That's like big. 
um, Shazam. Shazam. He did Shazam uh, and some other stuff. But the, the prequel is surprisingly good. It's um, genuinely scary. One. Yeah, there's, there's lots of jump scares. Like, like are, there, are there, fun are there three, of the, three of those films? Annabelle. Um, there's going to be a new one, I think, at some point. Yeah, it was about to be three. So like, yeah. Anna, is there one called just Annabelle and one called Annabelle Creation? Is that right? Yeah, Annabelle Creation, is, I thought it was quite decent. It's good. Yeah, Annabelle Creation was quite scary. Like, There's some bits later on in that that were really quite spookins. And then yeah. what's the new one? Annabelle 20XX in space? Yeah, Annabelle in space, <laughs> yeah. Annabelle versus the nun. <laughs> I think we'll get, we'll get to that point. And Ham. Is that yeah, it? that's it. That's it. Oh, my go, is it? Uh, <laughs> so, I, so I saw the Ted Bundy biopic uh, biopic? I don't, biopic's not the right word, is it? It's not bio, It's not celebrating his life. Uh, the Ted Bundy... Behind uh, <laughs> the music. Ted, <laughs> <laughs> behind the artistry of Ted Bundy. Um, so, Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy. Um, he was good, but I find everything else was kind of just a bit... It was lacking for me. It kind of presented it from the perspective of a lot of the women in his life to try and sort of show that he was a manipulative... Mm. You know, a, a, a manipulative bastard essentially, like someone, someone who's who gets yeah. under the skin. Uh, quite. Are there literally. any scenes like after he's walked away from the lady who's tricked him, going, <laughs> oh, "Hey!" But I think it's just trying to say that, like, because he's so charm. But at the same time, it really glosses over like his crimes, and it doesn't really show you anything of his crimes. Yeah. Which I know, I know, we all know the story and the kind of things he did, but at the same time, it almost feels like a courtroom drama. Like oh, okay. for the majority of it, it doesn't actually feel like there's a few bits where he like escapes and it's like hijinks. It's almost like catch me if you can sort of style. It's not like horrific murderer of 30 plus people. I found that <laughs> with the uh, documentary, like it, it's sort of the bits when he escapes prison, the, the way the narrator said, and he did it again. The cheeky And he did it again. Who's the monkey? Come here, Come here you scamp. <laughs> <laughs> have you murdered more women out there? Oh yeah. And then the, the Who's police the detective Who's the is like, oh, yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't particularly into it. I mean, it's probably worth a watch for Zac Efron's performance, but at the same time, it doesn't feel, even though it's a good performance, it doesn't necessarily feel like he's captured all the sides of Ted Bundy that I wanted to sort of see on screen. The backside. Um, <laughs> at the backside. Um, the backside. The arse of him. <laughs> Um, I also check watched Drag- <laughs> check out his arse on check out the arse on him. Um, I also watched Dragged Across Concrete, which uh, uh, yeah, is the yeah. new S. Craig Zahler 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 um, yeah. v- A very long and very slow film, but I really liked it. So, I mean, it's like two hours and forty minutes, Ooh. and it moves at a really a, a glacial pace. It is incredibly slow. A film yeah. that could have easily been an hour shorter, easily, and that's crazy to think. Uh, Mel Gibson, Vince Vaughn. The script is really good. The script is almost like every single line just kind of, just kind of sings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just sings, and and it's a very and it's not like particularly uh, gra- grandiose in terms of a story. It's a very sort yeah. of small scale story about police and getaway drivers, and it's. it's but I, I really enjoyed it. But again, I could I, I know I could have enjoyed the film if it was an hour shorter as well. So, it just felt like we ling we linger on certain on certain scenes. You've seen so long. Uh, all of his films now. How do you feel about yes. S. Craig Zahler's uh, oeuvre? Is that how you say that yeah. word? Oeuvre. Is, how do you feel about him? So <laughs> I, I, in terms of this, he wrote this as well. I think this is his best written. Hmm. Just, in, just in terms of dialogue, the dialogue's really good. The characters are really good. 
bit bit too much sort of um, fluff for me because there's a few characters they introduce and they kind of give a really complicated backstory or give a good 10 minutes of screen time only to have them either immediately killed off or just not appear again. All right, okay. So that was a bit strange. I felt like it didn't necessarily need that. Maybe maybe I don't want to know this, but is it as... I've I've heard it's not as hyper-violent not as exploitation, not explosive no. violence. Like uh, I mean, it's it's got its moments, but it doesn't it's not doesn't hinge on that. Okay. You know, there's a couple there's a couple of violent moments where you kind of oh that's a bit gruesome, but it really doesn't hinge on that. There's like a this real undercurrent of tension like throughout, which yeah. is good. You kind of think well, what the fuck's going to happen next, but again, it just really really takes its time. I can't think of a film that's taking its time as much as this. Like it it seems like this camp. It almost seems like this shouldn't be the final cut. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like... Just raw footage. Yeah, if it's a studio put this out, you'd think that someone would say, get rid of all this shit. But that's the thing. It's not necessarily necessarily shit. Exactly, yeah. It's quite a small-scale independent thing, isn't it? So I think you can get away with doing what he wants. Especially after he's probably... It's called Sinistate, the company. Um, He's probably made that company uh, like a success, probably kept them going with his past two films. So he's probably got... It's also got like... It's also got like a sort of political standpoint, but not in the way where it kind of takes one side or the other. It kind of like shows you various characters, some some who's, you know, they're conflicted, these characters, some who's who may not be essentially good guys, but it kind of tries to explain why they are like they are without yeah. sort of without judging them and without taking sides as such, without saying this person's views are wrong. He's a bad person. Let's judge him on that. But also, kind of, kind of explaining why they do the things they do. Mm. But yeah, a really good slow build, slow burn character led uh, crime thriller. Good shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. That's me. That's me out, fool. Done. So let's uh, talk about the film of the day, Alien Resurrection. I went with a director's cut. I don't know about you guys. Or is it, spe- yeah. director, or is it special? The special edition. Special edition. Special edition. Okay. The director yeah. came up and pointed out. Uh, I don't know the version that you guys watched. And when I pressed play, I had yeah. the choice. And he came that's and right, went, yeah. don't call this a director's cut. Because yeah. that's what you saw at the cinema. I, I did that. I was the director. I cut it. <laughs> this is just uh, a little bit extra. <laughs> he looked a bit. He looked a bit. So it's Jean Pierre Jeanette. He looked a bit yeah. shocked to be there. He was a bit like, "Oh, I'm on screen. Am I? It's my film. I directed this. I think. I mean, I was on drugs." Maybe after time. all the maybe after all the shit they had with um, you know the studio and director not getting on with um, Alien Three, yeah. they said yeah. afterwards like, "Record this. So you did this, your yeah. cut." Behind the camera, his wife and kids are there. Like, don't read this. <laughs> like a Xenomorph Jesus. holding the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And it's like this is definitely the director's cut that I that I made. I yeah. love you all so much. But yeah, special ad all the way. Okay. Uh Ben, you got some information? Sure. So Alien Resurrection, also known as Alien Four, is it known as Alien Four by anyone? I mean I it is Alien Four, but Alien Four. Is a nineteen ninety seven American science fiction action horror film directed by Jean Pierre Jeanette, written by Josh Whedon. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder. That's it. No one else is in this. Um, fourth installment of the Alien film series and the final installment in the original series. Uh, so, brief plot. 200 years after her death, Ellen Ripley is revived as a powerful human-alien hybrid clone. Along with a crew of space pirates, she must again battle the deadly aliens and stop them from, re- from reaching Earth. 
So, have you? I guess we've all seen this before. What are people yeah. sort of? Because we all know it's. I think we all know going into this, it's not as good as the first two. Those two are sort of held in such high esteem. But I know some people really like this one. They it sort of holds a special place in the heart. Maybe they watched it when they're a bit younger. It sort of ticks some action beats for them. I don't know about you guys, but is it is it something you've enjoyed as as, as a youth? Is it is it as good this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I I think of it very similarly than I, than I do of Alien Three, which is even though yes, it's part of the main sort of series of films, it almost feels again like a standalone what if sort of story where they're really taking liberties with not just the character, but also the setting. I mean, another 200 years after she died, do you know what I mean? Like that's how many years does that mean it's been since aliens? Like a long years between alien and aliens or so, isn't it? Cause her daughter's just died of old age in the start of aliens. Yeah. And I, and again, if we're being made to think that she's trying to stop the aliens getting to Earth again, in almost 300 years, <laughs> have they not got to Earth, these aliens? Come in many on, guys, ways, the your finger they, out. They almost always try to get to Earth every time you're around. You have to start asking yourself, maybe I, Ripley, am part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'm the... Yeah, so this is this, it is a weird one. The tone is is kind of weird. Um, so it, it, feels, it feels like a completely... Almost like a completely different universe to me. Yeah. I mean, even though the aliens are essentially the same, I don't know if it's just the director, but just in terms of a lot of the shots. Well, yeah, know, it is seen, a lot of... um, he did Amelie. Yeah. So he he's got a sort of a poppy sort of feel to what he's doing. Mix that with Joss Whedon's. Obviously, I kind of yeah. see this as a sort of um, a prototype in some ways for Firefly, and you know, he did, he did the sort of space bandits sort of idea, and he did that really well. Later space on, bandits, but... space banter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've answered a lot for me, Luke. I didn't know that Joss Whedon had written it as soon as you uh, as soon as you said that. There was like yeah, that makes like, more sense because yeah. I that's why it's like it's very quippy. You know what I mean? With the like, quite a lot of one-liners in it. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Joss Whedon wasn't too happy with how it came out. He didn't. He said it didn't it hit the tone of what he had written down. And so he'd never been particularly happy with this this version of the film. But he said when he did Firefly and, and later on he did Serenity, which is a film based on it, he said that was more of the tone of what he was going for. And I love Serenity. I think that's a great yeah. film. Fantastic. Um, but yes, yeah, so I remember getting around this from Impact Video down on the high street, watching it over and over and over again. I think we recorded it onto a blank, a blank tape to watch again after that. And Piracy! I, yeah, yeah. And I remember like... Thinking Ron Perlman was an absolute badass. I remember, you know, he does yeah. the thing on the ladder. I was like, "This is a cool film." And when I watch it now, I'm kind of like, "This isn't an alien film. This yeah. is uh, something else." Yeah. There's a moment in this film of Ron Perlman where he is scared by a spider on a web. Yeah, <laughs> and he shoots it. I, I rewind it and watched it. About, I rewind it and watched it about five times. And what he goes, po- ah! <laughs> yeah, was, I can see. I can see Joss Whedon writing that into the script. I can see that working, but. Like there's a oh, bit. I think it's near the start where um, a guy bounces a bullet twice and it hits this guy in the head. I was like, "This isn't oh, the same universe. This is CSI else. Warwick, whatever his name is." Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in the group of space pirates who are kind of like they feel like they should be big characters, but they're just not given enough time. Like the is that like the captain? Like he's uh, he, he, come, yeah. he comes and goes. Before you know yeah, what's going on, you could very almost, quickly sort of guess, can't you? Right, you ain't sticking about. I don't even know your name. It's almost like there's too many of the space pirates. I mean, what? There's like six or seven of them. I feel like if there's just four or something, because there's enough. 
um, other fodder for the alien. Sort of. There's all the doctors, sorry. and then we get another guy joins the crew. Tuco from Breaking Bad joins the crew later on. Yeah, yeah. I did recognise Tuco from Breaking Bad because he starts off on the side of the doctors and everyone, and then he goes, "I'm going to become a space pirate now for a little bit." Because he thinks they're super rad and cool, doesn't he? Yeah. As they're walking around, old De Stefano. That's his name. Oh, right? that, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sigourney Weaver is like a clone. She's Ripley eight. So there have been like seven versions made of her previously. To obviously, have they haven't worked out. They haven't worked out. They didn't get past probation. Probation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Winona Ryder's in it as well. Winona Ryder. I think I've seen her in any of her sort of action horror films. I think the most horror film film I've seen her in was either Beetlejuice or uh, Black Swan, which I guess is more scarier. Uh, Ron Perlman, like a lot of so Ron Perlman, um, Gary Durden, various people in the, the space pirates, they are kind of just side side characters until mm. until they sort of find their own throughout the film. If they either get killed off or become more main characters, yeah, uh, they don't start off as main characters. They sort of grow into those by surviving. Like Ron Perlman eventually gets like graduates to like a leading role, but um, he's great. I mean, some of them really good. Um, it just uh, who else? We, oh yeah, Brad Dourif. I think I tweeted that he's the strangest alien creature in this film. He is such a weird guy. Like his face, like you know, he's doing the thing with teeth in the window. The the, the alien that creature, the science man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Science. <laughs> but he's yeah he's he's he reminds me. You know, in um, uh, the the get out. You know the 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 brother character who sort of wrestles people. Yes. Brad Dourif has a very similar sort of face to that guy. The they're similar in the sort of their weirdness and the kind of scary in the in the unique ways. But, He's a uh, character actor who you recognise his face from loads of stuff, but I wouldn't be able to put my finger on his name. His, uh, he's got a daughter as well as in a lot of stuff now who's got the same face. Um, <laughs> see, uh, he's, a, all I remember, he's definitely in Lord of the Rings, right? Wormtongue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's him. Right, yeah. Have you seen uh, Dirt Gently? No. Yes. I know what it so is. So the girl who just kills people, she's got like a special power where she can just kill people without even trying. That's yeah. I think it's a his daughter, but Is that really? Yeah. Yeah, she's very good. It's related somewhere, but they've got exactly the same face. It's uh, it's quite uncanny. I have to go back and watch now. Yeah. See if she's doing like a like a face in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean um so how how do we uh, how does the story start? I guess we've got I'll tell you how it starts. It's, it's a little mosquito. The little, the little bug. And I was like, is this Crash not... Bandicoot PS1 bug? Yeah. I thought it was a title credit for the production company. And then it wasn't. Yeah. It was part of the film. When that came on for a second. Like, I'll tell you, I had I have fairly fond memories of this film when it first came out. And <laughs> I've always rated it probably higher than, than Alien 3, certainly. Um, and then that started, like, it came on and I was like, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, that was that was that was odd, to say the least. And he pea shoots it. He sort of smushes it into his. And then the t- and then like the title comes off after that. It yeah. What does it mean? Is that in the regular edition? <laughs> I found myself I asking I didn't that a bit. It. How is it in any relation to Alien? I didn't understand what just because I don't know. There's probably some sort of s- symbolism there, but bloody weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really odd. But then it goes to Luke's favourite part, I guess, because I know you mentioned last week how much a fan you are of a bald Ripley. It's completely bald Ripley, <laughs> then a big old tube. Of course, a bald Ripley. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm but a big fan you are of your balls dripping. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Dripply is uh, in the, in a tube. Yeah, you sort of see her go from like an actual child's face to adult face. It's quite quite a good special effect, I think. Um, they take her out. They open up a chest and pop pop the alien out. You can yeah, like put the, it in a little tube. The alien, I think, effects are pretty good actually. I think uh, they're not like glossy wet stuff from the CGI of Alien Three. They're more mobile than um, Aliens One and Two. Uh, I think they look pretty good. Yeah, they're drippy. Yeah. They're yeah. very drippy, very clear, clear and drippy. Snarling, like country western Yeah, they're very singers. snarly, snarly lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously we've got a clone of Alien, and she's got Ripley's uh, clone of Ripley. Sorry, and she's got Ripley's <laughs> memories. She's stolen her memories, and she's got yeah. like some odd psychic link to the Xenomorphs. Where like, yeah. so she's almost like a superhuman. This is. This is well, what the one, the one element. We start with her doing like uh, the flashcards, don't they? And they're they're showing that obviously she was like a blank clone, I guess, and they cloned her as an adult, right? Not she didn't have to grow up, yeah. so she was cloned as an adult. And then they're they're showing her flashcards. I saw the scientist cheats on the first one because she is literally go back and check this, check the tape. Um, the scientist is mouthing glove at her first. She's like, <laughs> she's like hand. <laughs> glove, glove, but I was, I was more, I was oh. giving you a hint there. If you then, can't even like, get a hint. It's she's proper like catchphrase next. Then the second card comes up and it's like fruit, and very close, but not the one. It's cherries. Cherries yeah. is what it is. And I would love it, it if Roy Walker was on there. And let's see, <laughs> <laughs> show him, Mister Chips. Instead of the flashcards, it's there, like Mr. Chips. The, it's the thing like which one of the spanners is going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, she's brilliant at catchphrase, and they um, decide to oh, she's operating at a completely adult level. But obviously, educational standards are lower in the in the future. If you know gloves and fruit, adult adult education. She knows gloves and fruit. Get her, get her, get her as the captain in this ship. Give, give her some GCSEs and ship her out. Well, um, the thing I don't really like about this is that like Ripley's a badass character as it is, right? Yeah. I know she's a clone, but do they need to make her super strong, super? Good at basketball. Agile. Yeah. Have acid blood. Good at basketball. Have a psychic link with the. It's like it kind of ruins all of, the, all of that stuff is already there with Ripley. Like not yeah. a psychic link with the Xenomorphs, but there's definitely like something, you know. Well, I, I always thought like Ripley's Ripley's sort of virtue was being heroic, uh, even though she's just a hu- just a sort of woman yeah. human sort of thing. Now, now you give her superpowers, it's like that kind of loses that. Quality it reminds so again. Much. It reminds me. I know second time I mentioned this. Resident Evil movies where they were yeah. just like yeah. with Alice. They go well. Basically, she's a um, just a normal everyday woman <laughs> who can kick a bit of ass. Yeah. Now she's like Neo. Yeah. Just like that's shit for me. That's shit. That's yeah. like you're making making your um, protagonist like just pretty much unkillable. You know, in yeah. whatever way. It just really takes away. God mode. Especially with a character, yeah. especially with a character like Ripley, I think it just takes away everything. It doesn't. She doesn't seem like Ripley. I'd like to. I would like. Would have liked Ripley to awake as Ripley, realizing she's a clone. Like, imagine how much more effective that would have been, yeah. rather than this this weird, slippery, uh, lizard-like woman. Just I don't know why I said that. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's strange. It's the chemtrails, Ben. Yeah, it's the chemtrails. <laughs> the lizards are in charge. 
um, I think, I think, like, yeah, I think if we'd maybe seen it build up over time, I think we could have got away with a reveal of one of the things. Maybe we could have got acid blood later on or something like that. Or I think, but I think you, because we have all of them thrown at you at the beginning. If she went into the clone room and then she saw the, the failed versions of her, and that was the first time she realised that she was a clone, that would have been that would pretty, have been far more effective, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been good, but like the scientists, they can't keep it in their pants at all, can they? Because I know that in that scene, we have after the flashcard, she strangles that bad science guy, um, and the general wants to terminate her. It's like, oh, if I get any trouble from her, she's straight in the bin. Yeah. Did anybody notice? Um, how ha- did anybody notice how hairy the general's his arms shoulders are. were? Yes. His shoulders, his arms. It's what the, the hell's going on there? Also, That's like he, he walks Robin away. Yeah, he walks away and he there's like a breath scanner to get into the next room. <sighs> Do you see that? Like what? Yeah, like, it's not like a thumbprint scanner. It's <laughs> they just scanner. go, yep. Dry roast the peanuts. <laughs> Is it? If they have to know what you always eat. It's 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 a weird film for technology because maybe it was like a. You know, people have the patents on like thumbprints and eye scanners. You've got to do breath. Yeah, but um, then in other weird things later on, we see like a dehydrated cube of whiskey that you turn into a whiskey with a oh, laser. Yeah, but they smoke normal normal fags and they they have normal, um, you know, money. They give them paper money that they pay the guy with, but laser cube. Some laser things are timeless, whiskey. mate. Some things are timeless. Whiskey ain't one of them. You the need dust. it in a cube. Yeah. Uh, so I think around that point we we cut to um, uh. Betty, it's like the Outlaws ship. Uh, we sort of introduced all of those characters in a pretty quick. So we've got Elgin, don't know who that guy is. Jonah, is that Ron Perlman? Maybe. Christy, That's which wrong. is the guy with the practicing, he's got guns like glued to his hands. See, so worried. See, so worried, Brown. Vreeze, who uh, I that, think maybe that that's Ron Perlman. Chair? Maybe, yeah. Um, Hillard. Don't know who that is. Can't remember. There's like there's like a captain of the ship who's like. I think mean, that's Christy. Oh, so Christy and, and, and Hillard and, might be his wife. Maybe. Yeah, he's got his the wife. Pilot, yeah. 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 So they deliver like several kidnapped humans who are in stasis, don't they? Yeah. yeah. To, to the military scientists, they go, "We well, look, we got your kidnapped humans for you. Whatever you want to do with them, just do it." Yeah. Just give us our paper money, and we got. Yeah. I'm right in saying the general isn't Al from Quantum Leap, is he? Just looks a lot like him. Yeah, I think he's not he's not out, but he does he, he does look like him. I see what you mean. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So yeah, so military scientists are basically using humans, humans as hosts for these xenomorphs that they've mm. got now. And they're raising several adult xenomorphs for study, keeping them all in the same little room together, which I think is a bit strange. And they've got the queen in a little yeah. pen as well, right? They've yeah, got the yeah. queen in a little box that they look at like a like a magneto prison. Yeah. yeah. Stick and have a look at them through the glass. Playing chess. I yeah. think it I think it does it's a pretty good question to ask. All, all, all the way through the films it's always been like, oh the government the military wants them. But it's good to do a film when it goes, okay, so what do they do if they actually get them? This is sort of answering that question. It's a good yeah, answer. It, we always get made to think that they they want to use them for like as sort of biological weapons. Yeah. I think that's what we've got in previous installments as well. And but, the scientist goes against it and this one does oh biological weapons, that was Wayland Dutani who apparently been bought out by Walmart yeah. at this point. Um <laughs> for real, that's a real line in the film. Oh is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, really? Because oh they were bought out by they 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 went bust age together. They were bought out by Walmart. I can um, see Joss Whedon writing that actually. Yeah. Giggling um, to himself. <laughs> um and then um, he talks about vaccines and other stuff. So this is the whole, they're not necessarily weapons. You can like lip balm out of them and all this other cool stuff. Shampoo. They're shiny. Yeah. You can get the acid and you can just rub it on a wound you got and your arm will fall off. Lovely. <laughs> got some scratches in your car. I'll sort out the paint. So uh, they all meet. So they're sort of holding in this little, they go, guys, we've got a giant, Massive fuck off shit, but one basketball court. So if you want to hang out, that's the place to go. Yeah, that's where you just chill out there, and then they sort of get to know Ripley a little bit, don't they? And doesn't well, they have one a of scrap. One of them shoves the barbell into her face. Yeah, that it was, escalates that was it. so quickly. So it goes from like being a little bit annoyed about basketball because first yeah. Ron Perlman was like, "Oh, shall shall we have a game of basketball?" And she's not going to give him the ball. Yeah. So he loses his temper a little bit, and then he has a bit of a swing for it and she she like throws him across the room yeah. and then CSI Warwick Brown escalates immediately to 11 and bashes her on the schnoz with a with a barbell yeah so the basket yeah the, the famous basketball shot was real as well wasn't it yeah and yeah. Ron Perlman's reaction was apparently real as well like he goes well hey <laughs> oh you're really good at basketball <laughs> I think it took him so many takes that I think he was he was genuinely shocked about it. But they were like, they're going to say, just do one more, and then otherwise we're going to, have to do some CGI and get it in that way. Uh, but then um, they finally did it, and I think Ron Perlman was just just happy to be able to fucking move on. He'd he been there for <laughs> he'd been there for three fucking days, yeah. trying to do it. Every time uh, Sigourney did it, she like threw it backwards, smashed him in the head. Fuck it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they have a scrap. I think it's fairly soon that the aliens get out right yeah it's a pretty quick turnaround so literally they have that scrap there's a few there's been a couple of throwaway scenes where like we meet their crew a little bit um the captain's giving his his wife the pilot a foot massage which is like a really odd odd bit yeah um and then the 
Sigourney Weaver, not Sigourney Weaver, Winona Ryder is picking up like their, their a thermos with the others are watching TV after the fight and um, she spills it all, goes for a walk and it turns out that she is a a terrorist of some sort. She knows about the aliens and having seen Ripley, she sneaks in to, to do her in, stab her. And then yeah. they have a little chat and it's like, oh, you can't really stab me because um, I'll be fine anyway. Um so why don't you off you pop? And as she walks out the room, the so she can regenerate. Guys... Re- she can regenerate like Wolverine as well. Yeah, yeah super strength, powers, super agility, regeneration. Like God. So she meets her and says, "I've got all these bad powers." <laughs> and then Winona Ryder is then captured by the military, and that's why they have a big they have a big standoff um, that they're going to execute them because they're also terrorists. Um, but then. That, that's, that's, guilty the by, that's guilty by association, isn't it? That's yeah. guilty by association. This woman might be a terrorist. You're all terrorists! You can't! Literally, that's what the guy says, isn't it? He's kicking right yeah. up. So then the pirate crew take matters into their own hands and they've, they've been searched for weapons on the way in, but they've they've all smuggled them in because they're pirates. Uh, no good pirates. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't the army, he holds one of them, maybe it's cool, uh, at gunpoint and says, right, we're going to kill you. I'm like, why are you holding her at gunpoint then? Just shoot them. Like yeah. this isn't a, this isn't a negotiation at this point. Like and they they the chat for a while. Uh, so you have then, to agree that I'm going to kill you. It all yeah. kicks off. One of them's got two little guns in his wrist. One of them's got a gun up his ass. Pulls it out. They all have a thing. And this is where they meet and sort of capture the Stefanos with them, right? Because then the aliens, having watched this on the television, because they. Because they're they're talking about it in the science room. Because the scientists are saying, "Oh, there's a bit of a disturbance down at the the basketball court." Yeah. You know, the only basketball court on this massive ship. And then the aliens are watching it through their through their screen, and then they use that as an opportunity to escape by killing one of the others, and it melts through the floor. And Even the aliens up. are a little bit gremlinsy in this film. Like, yeah. did they see that and then they escape, and then? They have uh, the scientists have like a frost spray thing that they use to sort of uh, calm them down or whatever. And when a guy they disappear and the guy's like looking in, going, "Oh, where have they gone?" And an alien sort of pops out of nowhere and like presses the button when <laughs> yeah. it's in. in yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's yeah. that's proper gremlins. That is that's... <laughs> like Simon Phoenix. Um... <laughs> you know, I feel like would Zena Morris be bothered about that stuff? Like I, I making like a the, point. The, the two ant, the, I don't think they would. They'd... The two like sort of animal lizard brains. I guess I guess it's trying to show that they've learned because earlier yeah. it was it was kind of what the scientist was sort of teasing the xenomorphs. Press the frosty spray. You're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a fucking ugly cat. So I keep so I keep doing the c words. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, yeah, and then later on it learns, so he goes to press it again, and he goes, huh! "Oh no, I'm not gonna muck." No. Yeah. But they get him as well, don't they? Because he, the scientist, is the first one on the scene when they've burnt through the floor. He goes and pops his head over the edge, and then he gets, he gets like pulled off, but like um, like Veruca Salt down that down that garbage chute gets like. Yeah, also, they're thinking they they oh, made yeah. a hole yeah. to escape, and they think right, we're going to get out of this hole, but then we're also going to lurk and wait until someone comes along. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey! Hey! He's going to come and look through this hole. I'm going to yank him off. Right, yank him off down here. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the other alien said it's like uh. <laughs> so, yeah. so then some when now the aliens are out I think someone reveals that there's like a default command to make the ship return to earth in an emergency yeah um, which control makes up, delete. Rip, control up delete yeah which obviously then Ripley's Ripley like kind of knows that they've escaped as well 
like yeah, because so she it. tries to do her own. She has a sniff, and they're also knocking on the door. So she uses her acid blood to escape into a door that's just been in a room the whole time. <laughs> um, she so she escapes too, and then heads, I guess, towards the basketball court. Meanwhile. All of the army guys that are in there, they know that there's breaches and the, the alarms are going off and saying, let's go, oh, there's aliens in all these in uh, all these floors. So they do a big evacuation deck and they're all jumping onto the escape pods and, and flying off. Yeah. Which is when we get our... This is the one I messaged you guys about and said, is this, is this intentionally a bit of comedy? Because then as they're evacuating, the, the final escape pod of these soldiers, they're all doing their dramatic slide down the um yeah. down the ladders and then the last pod an alien gets in with him and then um Alf from quantum leap goes grenade and he like rolls it in there and then it's like yeah that's like a Mar- mars attacks sort of moment it wasn't like a <laughs> an alien film moment and yeah. then after he salutes them one comes up behind him and gets him in the brain it's the old hypothalamus like the um yeah. like the relic and he pulls it out and he goes <laughs> Bloody oh, hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the tone is a bit strange. I mean, it's pretty consistent, I think, throughout this film, but it, it feels so out of place after watching the, the other Alien films. Um, even like the new Alien films, they're pretty consistent in the Alien verse tone. Yeah, yeah pretty straight-faced, aren't they? This one stands out like a wet thumb. Uh, so what happens... Like, so, oh, it's Christy... Not Christy. The, the, the captain dies... Yeah, they get they pull him through the floor and then bite him in the bum because <laughs> he gets pulled down to the waist, doesn't he? In the floor, and he goes, oh, I'm stuck in the floor. This is embarrassing. Oh, oh, and then you see the alien like go, <laughs> like lining him up. And we just see his eyes. It's either pain or pleasure. We we can't quite tell. I'm not but... gonna lie. For the last for the last. <laughs> 50 seconds I kind of zoned out a little bit and as I was, literally as I zoned back in it was just Andy saying with like three question marks on the end bite him in the butt <laughs> honestly go back to the tape like I don't know where else it could because it pulls him down to the waist yeah gonna... and it bites his juicy ass <laughs> uh, so then they're all sort of escaping now we've got one of the doctors and Tuco from Breaking Bad and all our sort of gang, they're all sort of escaping. Uh, they make their way into... Um, They've met Ripley now, right? So she's yeah. she's crawled out from under the captain's body and shot the alien, saved yeah. the day, and then they're all going together. They come up with a plan to get out. Is is that is now around about when Ripley sees her clones as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, so she goes, she goes into a room and there's like all these different versions of failed... Uh, Ripley clones who are all in different stages of being minging. <laughs> I've got a list of some of them. Oh, there is God. there is tail Ripley, um, like tail baby Ripley. There is um, like cousin it crazy hair Ripley. Is there that a crazy is, hair one? There's one with just tons of hair and teeth. Um, there oh. is one that is alien face Ripley, and yeah. then and then there's one that's actually alive, not in a jar on a bed. Yes. Yeah. Really poorly. So it seems like obviously the xenomorph. When they're trying to clone Ripley, the xenomorph and the human DNA is really getting mushed. Because I guess they've got it out of the ashes of that furnace, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this. To be fair, a lot of this, a lot of the 
um, creature effects oh, the creature, and science yeah. and shit are really yeah. good. Like they're generally yeah, horrific. Yeah. Even yeah. even like the the seven the version seven of her has like just got these horrible like discolored teeth. Yeah. And she's like, it's been a bank holiday, not been brushing them. Kill me. She goes, kill me. I'm hung over. To f- I'm proper hung over. Just kill me. <laughs> and I go, she's been on the beers. Burn her. <laughs> and um, old Ronnie P is not happy. He's like, oh, a waste of ammo. What's the problem? <laughs> it's a waste of ammo. All right, Ronnie P. I just killed seven horrible clone versions of myself. What about you? Yeah? I bet, uh, bet, you've never bet, seen- bet Ronnie be like, tell you what, if the next room is full of seven rotten clones to me, I'll save the ammo. Think of the long game. I'll say, but then he goes in and he finds one that's more handsome than him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weird, like the, the things that you're in. Uh, so there's, there's a scene. Burns them all. I think while, whilst this is happening, uh, the guy in the wheelchair is sort of rolling around and he sees an alien coming for him and he starts to he builds a sort of shotgun out of like bits of his chair. Um, yeah. And he gets. It's, he a, gets a, bit it's of, a Lego. It's a Lego. And he gets like a, a bit of acid on his tab. Um, and he just that's I, I've definitely ever forgotten that bit of him making the thing out of the chair, but um, yeah. he he survives. I think he, he blows blows off the he, uh, yeah. blows it off. <laughs> he, he he blasts it away, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And he gets a bit of acid on his leg, which we've established in an earlier shot when Ron Perlman, as a joke, throws a knife into his like <laughs> as a hilarious joke, <laughs> as a hilarious joke for a paraplegic. Yeah, and then um, have a knife in your leg, <laughs> bastard. So, but then he gets it on the ear, and that does that does come a bit sharp, and he and he has a bit of a scream about that. But, then, the but that's the thing as well. This is a, the um, he's the ship's engineer, isn't he? And he, that's why he's on his own because he's off getting some spare parts. And somehow he also shows us that in the alien canon, Popeye the Sailor Man has made a massive resurgence several hundred years in the future because he's always whistling the theme. No, is it? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's whistling the theme. I'm like, it's unusual to think Popeye that I would say. Man. I think yeah. kids now today that, that are younger than us probably wouldn't know what that music was. But I didn't. I didn't know what it was. Um, I haven't seen Popeye in a long time though. But yeah, so he's he comes back though, and the, I guess it's at this point that he, yeah, they have a little like a like a jump scare, don't they? Where they open the door and it's and it's him comes tearing out they're like oh thought you'd definitely be dead um and you know ron palmer welcomes him back by saying oh we should leave him behind because he's, he's crippled he's no good welcomes him back by sticking two knives in his legs yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to see you <laughs> so that, yeah i think so there's a bit now where they swim through like this flooded area trying to get yeah. from one part of the ship to the other and this is the first this is the first time we see aliens underwater like ever right yeah, I think so. And they they're pretty what good at it as well. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. how they would have done this effects before now. I think it, I think it looks quite good. Uh, yeah, it looks through. a lot better than any of the Alien Free effects. And I guess yeah. they swim in a way where you're like, yeah, because I mean, it's pretty horrific as well. Thinking about it, alien coming to get you. So they all pretty much swim through. And I think one of the aliens gets killed at this point, doesn't it? Doesn't Ron yeah. Perlman fire Ron like Perlman some sort of blows rocket it off launcher, with like a grenade or a rocket or something like yeah. that? And they establish before they jump in the water. De Stefano asks. Hey, cool pirate dudes! Does your do your guns fire underwater? And they go, "Of course they do." Of course, it's the <laughs> first thing we sorted out when we I became space pirates. Who want idiots fifteen, twenty years in the future to pick that <laughs> apart like ourselves? They definitely fire underwater. Um, so yeah, they get rid of one, but then at this point, the um, the pilot lady gets um, 
gets dragged off by them underwater. Yeah. yeah. And the others I mean, dig yeah. their way out just to find that it's a it's a goddamn ambush and there's loads of there's loads of eggies by the um surrounded by eggies. Yeah, and they're all sort of in this all gasping for air. Gasping and spluttering for air when there's eight <laughs> and obviously face face uggers come out and try and mug people off. One gets on Ripley and she just wrestles it off, right? She eats it. <laughs> just swallows it as it comes out. A little Ripley head <laughs> oh. comes out. <laughs> yeah, a little Ripley head. That'd be <laughs> such a funny reveal. Like a Dispenser, Ripley head. Um, I realise we've we've met an extra character as well um, in their explorations. They've met the guy who was one of the people that the pirates were delivering, who's been face so good and has an alien inside him. Yeah, and that's he's true. had Again, his scene. I, I really like him. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's another it's another dude I recognise. Yeah, he's, like, he's, a, classic, he's things, a classic yeah. that guy, isn't he? He's yeah. done a lot of so stuff. So it says well. Leland Orser um, plays a character called Larry Purvis. He's been in loads of stuff. He's been in Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan, Daredevil, uh, Taken. He's been in all three Taken yeah. films, a recurring character in Taken. He's, uh, it's weird that he sort of joins the gang and doesn't. It'd be like if you were like a delivery driver and like the chicken wrap. Was suddenly part of your gang. That yeah, you were doing. Was, <laughs> was part of your crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the Domino's pizza you were delivering. Like, I was like, "Where's he going with this? Where's he going with this?" Well, I've delivered this chicken wrap, but now it's part of my gang, <laughs> and it's escape. coming with us. It's coming with us, but also it's like it's poisoned, so it's poisoned, so it, it yeah. could kill you. It yeah, don't, kill don't you. eat it. It's a stick of dynamite like Bugs Bunny's style. What do you get rid of that poisonous chicken wrap? Nah, it's come with us. It's come with us. It's got feelings. This is man. very it's yeah. very sort of Joss Whedon dialogue as well when they meet him, isn't it? And where they're all talking amongst themselves like quick fine. He's like, What's inside me? And it's like blah blah, blah ignore uh, your yeah. question. Yeah. Was it? <sighs> I'll ask it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so he comes along with them, but they're all <laughs> keeping an eye on him because he's gonna I thought like Ron Perlman's like, character would just kill him. I yeah, think he, yeah. would, yeah. he, he, he unless, throws knives he does... at people's legs for fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. he... I feel like if, if he, unless he doesn't really, does he really know like the ins and outs of it, the quite literal ins and outs? Because he like says to Ripley, like, oh, you fought these things before, right? And she's like, oh, yeah. She goes, oh, how did you deal with it? Oh, I died. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. Not good, but you're yeah. here right now. What are you yeah. about? I, really fa- I really fancy a chicken wrap. Oh. <laughs> that was poison. Can't have that. Um, no. So yeah, he's with them and getting us back up to date. So they've come out and all the eggs have hatched out. But um, CSI Warwick Brown has done his another one of his trick shots that he's famed for, um, and he fires some some grenades up, bounces them off the ceiling into the eggs, and they all they all blow up, meaning that they're that. free to climb the ladders. Yeah. To... But an, an alien comes after him, uh, grabs one of them by the leg. There's a lot of like aliens grabbing things and people managing to like evade them, but it's like yeah. aliens are supposed to be super strong, right? Just really rip this it. one, this one climbing up the ladder. So everyone's climbing up the ladder, as you say. Um, they they get into the top. Um, the um, CSI Warwick Brown has the the paraplegic engineer on his back and he's climbing up there. He's and got him, he's got, he's got him like velcroed to his back. <laughs> yeah, he's velcroed to his back, and. Um, they're shooting down, and the um the alien here is like proper the Matrix style, like dodging the bullets left and right. He's starting um, to believe. 
Yeah, he has started to believe. He's, 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 he's bullet-timing over the edge. Neomorph. And, yeah, the Neomorph is following him up there. Um, meanwhile, the bad scientist that with, with, that's with them gets to the top of the stairs first. He goes, ah, oh, door's locked, um, Winona Ryder. Give me your gun. She gives him the gun, um, and he goes, ah, you're very trusting. And he um, pops her, doesn't he? He gives her a, gives yeah, her a shooting. This is a weird one, because um, why? I don't understand what his end game. He just wants to escape. Like, he just wants to escape. Surely have a crew of space pirates. Yeah, you, right? exactly. Yeah, have uh, people with guns that can fight. And, and so, why would yeah. you? And he does like a dastardly run away. I think it's because their plan is to essentially destroy the ship they're on and get away and the yeah. thing. So I think he is obviously thinking about his bloody line in his pockets, isn't he? He's thinking about. Yeah helping the company is it is, is no, it's, the, it's just the mil- military just now the military it? yeah just yeah. the military not the company he's gonna he wants a medal like at the end of star wars he's imagining the parade if you like yeah <laughs> he wants a pet xenomorph on a on a lead that's what he wants yeah because he wants to teach you tricks like paw and roll over and acid blood my enemies. Uh, my enemies <laughs> yeah it's weird we never to... see um you never see his xen- xenomorph poo like i can imagine him bag- bagging it up <laughs> <laughs> you know what coming into these films I think it's never poos because like dogs can be you know as pretty as anything but they always kind of look a bit ashamed and a bit ugly when they poo I can't you know imagine a xenomorph sort of sheepishly in the corner pooing you know the, you know the, the um, all the discharge stuff that they have oh, in I their that's what they're, that's, that. that's what it is I reckon that's what it is yeah we never see it actually come out of their butt hair the sludge but they're aliens <laughs> they, might, like, they might gob it out yeah <laughs> They're like bees, I guess, because they sort of build uh, sort of walls and stuff around them as they go. Yeah. Um, so Ron so Perlman gets his here a moment. Yeah. So he goes down. He flips over and does some more shoots, and the alien neos a few of his bullets, but doesn't cop that. Cops that last one right in the head. Yeah. Ron Perlman goes dodge this, and then he um and he goes oh no that I was neo and now you're doing one of his lines and he's confused by that. And he gets shot and falls down, but holds on to CSI Warwick Brown's leg, and he unstraps himself and falls to his yeah, doom. Sacrificed himself, yeah. Although, good guy. Would he have? Would he have died? Because he gets for some reason the alien. Boy, the alien spits some acid in his face, and I didn't know they could do that. But then when he falls down, he falls down into water, not on explosion. Surely he could have just climbed back up. I thought he got. Um, he got acid. He got. He, he could. I think the alien got a bullet hole, right? And the acid went in his face. Uh, before it's before Ron Perlman shoots it. It's like he is still shooting it, and the alien just like goes and like blows a bit of acid in his face, and it's uh, like okay. a thought... Masters of the Universe bit of yellow yellow CGI. He goes, I see. I thought, ah! he got, I thought he got hit. I thought the alien got hit, and it splashed back onto him. Oh, maybe I looked. Uh, well, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. It looked like he spat it at him, but um, yeah, he's then been shot. He's, he's, he's dead. Then he, then he's he gets paralysed or something because like his legs stop working. He just sort of goes floppy. Yeah, don't yeah. know why. I think he just he gives up and he's, he's like just tired. Uh, it's contagious. He's, so he's been strapped to that guy. He's caught it. <laughs> so not long after this, we basically find out that Winona Ryder is an Auton, an improved version of a human machine built by machines. And then machines the, built by and machines. And the government so. are like, no, they don't like that. So and they like it. He's got uh, as she got. Gives them some um, exposition to do. Oh, machines built by machines, second generation. Yeah. They burnt all their modems. <laughs> like there's, a, there's also like a weird. Um, 
Cronenbergian style thing where she, uh, what's her name, like existence style. She takes like a mole off her arm and then plugs herself into a like a guitar jack cable. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The the whole ship you can steer if you've got an RF lead and you can just (laughs) plug in. Yeah, luckily. So yeah, she basically directs the ship um, for a collision collision course of Earth to basically destroy the the aliens. Um, And around about this point, Ripley, Clone Ripley gets captured by one of the aliens as well, doesn't she? Yeah, it's basically, they they get a straight run to the ship, so they've got their plan, they're going to crash, they're going to crash in about 40 minutes, and they stop bad science man stealing their ship, and they're just going to go there, they can get in it. But then as they, they're almost back, and they're all together, does she get captured, or does she actually go? They look down a big just, hole. I think they do capture, they sort of, it's like pops out and goes, come on, and like yanks her <laughs> come in. Come on now. Uh, yeah. But then, when she, she, when... then when she lands in there, it must be like really comfy, because it's just kind of like, comfy. <sighs> It looks like a big. Pi- it looks just like a big pile of like black, like industrial tubing. Yeah, in. yeah. It is like at those trampoline parks you go to. Yeah, yeah. and it's like a. And you can't you can't get out. Like you fall into it, but you can't get out. <laughs> ah! It sort of sticks like uh, a ball pool. So you kind of like sinks into it. She's like it really enjoying it. Slurps off to an alien. Yeah, and then so I think you've got to get on the ship, and then Ripley sort of climbs out of her uh, thing and. It's kind of a weird xenomorph orgy that they're having. All the aliens are writhing around in their they own. Kind of, excrement. Are we made to made to think that they kind of have sex with Ripley as well. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess it's it's wow, different, isn't it? Wow, wow! Because they don't have. I'm back. Sorry, guys. Cut off for a second there. Oh, didn't even notice. Reti- <laughs> yeah, I've returned. <laughs> Sorry, mate. We did. We didn't even notice you left. Uh, well, so, do it more often. <laughs> Andy just left for an hour, <laughs> um, and he came back. So uh, the queens there, there's tons of aliens. They're like ants now. Once you get a few, there's just tons of them now. Uh, and then we find out that the queen also took DNA from Ripley, and she's got a human womb now. So she's going to be whom? Whom? She's going to be making a, a new kind of alien. And Brad Dorf is like stuck to the wall. Um, he's in tempora batter. In tempora batter, he's, he's kind of narrating the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You don't you... like David Attenborough. Now, now we see, yeah. <laughs> now we see the xenomorph and human hybrid being <laughs> being look, birthed from the womb. Look at him as his little strange nose wriggles around, searching for food and sustenance. That is a weird nose. That like little yeah. pointy thing. Is that meant to be a human nose? That's not like any nose I've seen. It's like a one is so weird the, hi- the hybrid xenomorph is freaking weird, right? It's weirdly yeah. cute. It's got cute eyes for some cute reason. Eyes. Yeah. Sweet little button eyes. And a cute ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it doesn't take to its alien mom at all, does it? Punches a, a mush off. Literally smashes her head off. Yeah. Like, punches the face right off. Uh, they... Um, Ripley escapes. I don't know how, actually. I can't remember. Um, basically... Um, it punches the alien, uh, punches the alien queen's head off, and then goes and licks Ripley, and it's got a big, big old cow tongue, like a not a nasty alien Pez dispenser one. Yeah. And um, the science guys basically <laughs> go, "Oh, what a beautiful baby!" And it looks at him and goes, "He is being as patronising as shit. I'm going to go and get him, <laughs> mum." Yeah. And then goes and bites him like a Krispy Kreme donut, like a raspberry oh. filled, and he yeah. gunges out. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. There's a lot of gungy, gungy blood and shit. So he goes and bites his head right off, and in 
in its distraction, Ripley literally like legs it, just like whoop, yeah. <laughs> just scarfers. So um, then, I mean, you can't have an alien film without them getting on the escape ship and then the alien being actually on the ship. Like yeah. that's 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 how they go. I think even I've not played Alien Isolation all the way through, but I'm pretty sure that happens in that as well. You've got to run to the ship. No <laughs> one gets the ship in plenty of time, yeah. so the, it's it's about to blow up. Um, the science guy has turned up and he's holding Winona Ryder hostage. Um, this is when our guy gets to have his hero moment. The guy, the chicken burrito guy that's come along <laughs> on the journey. Uh, yeah. He saves the day, beats the shit out of the science guy and then holds his bonds next to his chest. So when the alien bursts out, it'll get them both. I don't think that would, would happen. <laughs> like, wouldn't the alien just sort of push the guy's head out of the way and it would just sort of <laughs> go around? Why would he go yeah. through? Like he's got a real, not a must made have, he must have a real strong, a real strong grip, pushing his head really yeah. hard against his tummy. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they're ready to go. Yeah. Ripley just makes it, um, and then the door isn't closed, and Rob Perlman cracks the shits about that and says, "I've closed that door hundreds of times." So Winona Ryder goes to do it, and who should be there but the alien hybrid, who closes the door kindly enough, but then is on the ship with them as they take off, and it's whistling the Popeye theme music. It is, <laughs> and um, then uh, it eats someone. I can't remember. Oh, there's, I mean, there's a bit earlier. I forgot when. I think he has the bullet hole in it. Call, and Ripley's like, uh, "Let me, let me help you." And he just starts like thumbing in the, the like the little white stuff, <laughs> just like yeah. shoving it back in. There's the packaging. It sort of getting yeah, out of fixer. You're right. Aliens thumb in the 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 hole in Winona Ryder from where <laughs> she was shot, and then yeah. De Stefano comes in. And it literally crushes his head yeah. with his hands. Gets yeah. him. Um, cool. Yeah. And um, then Ripley realizes something's amiss here. Um, I've realized that I'm. This is the fourth alien film I've done. It's always here, still at the end. So she goes off and finds that it's there. And then I don't know about you guys. This bit makes me a bit sad. It's sad. Like it's it's genuinely sort of. Uh... They give it like a human face, and it's got weird little cute eyes that look. They I don't look... know if I feel sad. It kind of does my head a little bit. Yeah. The hybrid xenomorph kind of does my head in. It's just like a bad-tempered, spoiled brat who just goes, oh, "My mummy." <laughs> but it is. It, it's, <laughs> it's like a, a baby. Like it's. Uh, yeah, it but doesn't it's know big, what horrible, it's doing. ugly, pot-bellied. <laughs> it's a bit long, of a, bit of a Frankenstein monster sort of thing. Like it, it's got it horrible little eyes. That. Shitty little twat nose. <laughs> I just uh, when it gets sucked when it gets sucked off. It's pretty <laughs> just slumped off, sucked off. When it gets sucked off, yeah. All right, I won't spoil it. Go on. What's next? Um, uh, I just. By the way, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. <laughs> there's going to be there. some spoilers in this episode. <laughs> yeah, ruined the film for me. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, I mean, so they're, they're having a scrap, whatever. Ripley chucks a bit of palm blood. Onto yeah. the window. She gives it a little hug and a kiss, and then she sort of runs her hands over its teeth to cut her hands, and then flips her paint blood onto the yeah. onto a little glass window. That's a very dangerous thing to have on a spaceship. Yep. And then, <laughs> yeah. And just, then it's it, just it's just um, single, single glaze and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a single <laughs> pane of glass. Well, so I mean, it's it's it is quite good to see. I mean, it's a, a genuinely sort of cool effect. I think it stands up quite well. Um, yeah. The alien just sort of gets pulled through the thing. Um, through the like hole. a little ten pence piece hole, and you see his sort of head go last, like its skull go, and it goes. Yeah, it's all horrible. Piece. Like it basically gets put in a blender, and it all horrible. Yeah. 
coming out. That's the only way it's to just crying, and it's very sad. And yeah. Ripley's quite sad about it too. Yeah, but this is a heartbreaking moment. Like, <laughs> it's a very. I was celebrating. Sad... I was celebrating yeah. during this moment. Yeah, get out of here, you horrible creation. <laughs> I love this. Ben, Make me ben, sick. The only person with an actual child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sack him off. Yeah. So then they, uh, doesn't look like this alien anymore. They land on 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 Paris. In, yeah. in on Earth, it's, it's the first time we've ever been actually been. I know, uh, well, start of aliens, I guess, but it's the first time we've been back since it's gone a bit post-apocalyptic. Yeah, her and Cole are like, let's let's do another film at some point in the future, um, and that's that's sort of like how it ends. Um, do you guys remember? Did they land on Earth on the original cut, or did they just have that conversation in space? I don't think so. No, I think this was in the special edition, especially especially just the. the uh, Paris stuff. Quick, yeah. when you land, make sure you aim for a capital city with yeah. a good, with some good skyline for us to end this on. Yep, yeah. no problem. Don't do, don't do Statue of Liberty. That's been taken. Yeah, yeah, we've done that a million times. Don't want that. And that's uh, that, that's the film. I've got some trivia. If you if you want some trivia, Always. go on then. Go number, on then. Number one, what was the key factor in Sigourney playing Ripley again? What was the key factor for bringing her back? Um, millions of dollars. <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. Um, if uh, she could have hair this time. So it says here, Sigourney Weaver originally refused to do a fourth alien film. When asked why she changed the mind, she replied, "They basically drove a dump truck full of money to my house." Oh. Uh, so she, I think she she made as much as the budget for the first alien film was. That was like her her pay. And she was basically a different character. Yeah, yeah. Ripley 8. Um, number two. Which actor nearly died in making this film? Literally nearly died. Literally nearly died? Literally um, nearly died. Was it... Ron Perlman? For some... <laughs> I know that's probably not the right answer, but... Um, I'm going to go with CSI Warwick Brown doing those ricochet shots. It was... Actor Ron Perlman. Uh, he nearly drowned while filming the underwater sequence. At one point, when trying to surface, he hit his head on a sprinkler and it knocked him out cold. He was rescued by nearby film cameras. He also apparently cut his legs up really bad when he's doing the ladder scene. He didn't realize. Stuck a knife in him. He's sticking a knife in his legs. He didn't realize. <laughs> Just for a joke. Practice, yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he lacerated him and he didn't realize until the next morning when he, when he got changed. Uh, number three. Which. Other actor on the scene had a difficult time underwater. Another actor had a difficult time underwater. You know who it is? Was it the guy in the wheelchair, dude? Because they wanted like strapped to someone. He yeah. was strapped to someone underwater, which I can imagine being not very nice. Quite maybe the dude time. he was strapped to. He probably did. I uh, don't know his name, so who knows? Andy. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the strapped man. Not the, not I'm the a band. strapped man. <laughs> the man with a strap on. Yeah. Uh, so the underwater sequence marked the first time that Winona Ryder had gone underwater since a near drowning incident that happened to her when she was 12 years old. The actress suffered a complete anxiety attack on the first day of filming in the underwater set. Yeah, I didn't realize they did completely. Yeah, we've almost all drowned when we're 12. <laughs> yeah, we have. I have some terrifying experiences. Uh, but number four. Which character got neutered and spayed in post-production? Neutered and spayed in post-production. Neutered and spayed in post-production. 
<laughs> yeah, what? I'm trying to think, was there an animal? In was there an animal in this film? Is there a cat? I don't remember any animals. Was Am it, I, uh, it was was it an Ripley's animal, one through seven? Do they uh, chop all their all their giblets chop, off? Chopping their giblets off in post production. Well, they're, they're sort of an animal. Uh, I mean, the, the aliens, I guess you could say, are animals. And oh, oh wait, it was a, it was a xenomorph hybrid, wasn't it? Andy. Oh, I think you've got it. Now. I'm gonna have to stick with my original answer of Ripley yeah, clones, all... even though yeah. it's wrong. The full size newborn animatronic puppet, the newborn is in the newborn alien, which is the hybrid, was originally filmed with genitals that were mixed between male and female genitals. They had to be digitally removed on studio orders. Get rid of that dick. And the fact they went, that's too sexy. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah. We we find the alien the alien hybrid, alien human hybrid sexy enough. Now you've added genitals, it's too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more more sort of dripping though. If we could, yeah. Uh, number five, which guy on set didn't have a clue what he was talking about? Which guy on set didn't have a clue what he was talking about? You got to say it like that. Didn't have a clue what I was talking. I don't know. Well, uh, these questions are hardly. What are you playing at? <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't have a clue what he's talking about. Was someone doing a? Is it- is it the scientist? Because that science not, was very. I'll give you a clue. It's not not an actor. Which guy no, on the set actor. didn't have a clue what he was talking about? Um, the key grip didn't know dick about cables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the director. Yes, director Jean Pierre Junet. Junet, how do I pronounce that? Spoke almost no English at the time. <laughs> so of shooting only spoke French and had translators on set at all times. By the time a special edition DVD was released in 2003, he had learned enough English to record a director's commentary. Um, yeah, he didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, so that's uh, you both got ten out of five or something. Yes. Uh, so nice one, well played. And now we need to rate the film. Let's see if you got this right. Oh. <laughs> Trying to remember what I gave <coughs> Alien Free because I think I do prefer this to Alien Free. Like, I'm not just, sure if you gave it a D plus or a C minus one. I think I, I gave it a D plus. I, I do. <laughs> I thought that was it. I looked at my phone. I, was, um, I prefer this because I think it's just. I mean, it's it's a bit more fun, isn't it? It's stupid. It's over the top. It's got some pretty cool characters. It does. It takes a lot of liberties with the f- Alien mythology. But at the same time, again, if I look at it as sort of a standalone thing, I can appreciate it for what it is. So I'll probably give it a C. Lovely. 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 Andy? Lovely. Yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't got to compare what I uh, would have scored the other one. I've not put that pressure on myself by doing several of the films. Um, I think it's aged a little bit. It probably has lost some of the sheen from when it first came out. But you know what? It's It's a decent sci-fi action film probably as much a horror as other sci-fi action films like i don't know congo um but um <laughs> yeah, well, yeah great choice i'd uh i'd give it a c c wow uh, I, I was gonna go d plus oh no so c minus I'll, I'll drop it a little bit maybe i've been too kind uh d plus because uh, i i think it's all right i mean it's um you are right it, it pretty much is just... You officially prefer Alien Free to this? Yeah. Oh, I think maybe it's. Weird. I think it's all about expectations because I always thought Alien Free was going to be pretty shoddy, and I quite enjoyed it. And um, mm. I remember this one being really good because I watched it at that age when these kind of films were really good. 
and I could watch them again and yeah. again and again. But like it's um I don't know, it's uh, a bit of a weirdly sort of paced film. Like the once the aliens have attacked, it kind of slows down and is sort of going from room to room looking at stuff. And, um... <laughs> series of set pieces right after all that there's the underwater level and there's the climbing level yeah um and i, I don't know i, I just didn't i thought it was all right it's, i'd give a d plus that's what I'm going nothing with. pleases you does it <laughs> <laughs> no if it's not cat people it ain't yeah. it ain't a film. if it ain't yeah. a cat people it ain't for yeah. me yeah uh you're gonna have to do that one day right cat people 1980 something Oh, the new, yeah, the, the remake. I've yeah. never seen the it. The new one. Oh, the brand new, the brand new release. Of <laughs> Cat Written <people>. and directed. <laughs> Surely that's public domain by now. It's super old. So, uh, ben, ben, what are we doing next week? Or should we decide? I think we're going to potentially, we should decide, but I think currently um, we're thinking about maybe doing the country in which we've kind of been, have we been putting it off? I know we've been putting it off, but we've kind of just avoided it slightly did you say for a while. The, Conjuring or the Congoing? So it's I did, if you want I to said do Congo, the, it's up to you. I said the I said the Conjuring, but let's put let's put out something to basically ask if, if we think the uh, the Congo if we think Umbongo Congo is officially a horror or not. Okay, yeah, we, let, let's do the Conjuring, I think, and then we'll do the Congo. The Congoing. Yeah, we'll put we'll put that out on the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors Facebook group. If you haven't joined that group, go and search it and join it. Lovely. Um, someone, uh, Laura, we meant we've already mentioned once. Yeah. Said we need Horror Hangout T-shirts. That's what she commented today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just um, as long as you have shipping to America. Yeah, we could do that. We could do. Maybe that. we'll mock up yeah. a few designs. See what people want. See what the people want in it. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, so we should do an episode of the Congoing. Where one of us sort of is in favour of it being a horror movie and has to prove has points about why it's a horror movie, and the other person has points of why it's not a horror movie, um, and then we we can figure it out. You know, that this is the newest like a... Die Hard a Christmas film. Isn't I it? like yeah. it. That sounds like an utterly pointless exercise. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of two hours. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so um, Andy, have you got anything you wanna you wanna plug or? No, it's uh, it's uh, quiet now. Comics are around as usual, but uh, yeah, watch some good horror films, people. It's going to be a good year for them. Cool. Uh, so, any last words, Ben? Uh, or you yeah. die. Well, um, <laughs> any last words? Uh, none. Zero. That's two. That's three. That's what I said. Go on for it. Okay. Uh, this video is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners and the people in the Facebook group. If you can find a Facebook group, it's Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Um, thank you very much. Thanks to Andy Conduit Turner for joining us once again. Thanks for having us, guys. And thanks to my co host, Ben. Right or a dude. Thanks, Luke. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.